All right, Zig coming in on the top. Today on the show, we have Doyle, Wolfgang von Frankenstein. That's right, Doyle from the Misfits is on the show today. Or more of how this talk went, we joined Doyle in Walmart. I'll explain, I'll explain that a little more later. But Doyle from one of the most iconic punk bands, bands in general, right? So uh, this was really cool. I did a lot of prep for this. I watched a lot of interviews, kind of psyched myself out a bit. But I think it panned out. I think we had a pretty good conversation. Um, this is the only interview I've ever been given um, a do not ask thing or make sure you don't talk about. And, uh, you, of course, that rearranges what you think you're going to talk about with the guy from uh, The Misfits. And um, so in th this conversation, we, we don't talk about Misfits at all. That was one of the things. One of the things they ask not to engage with because he's focusing on his band now, Doyle. And that may be a bummer if you were looking for some misfit information, but we get pretty deep with some Doyle stuff, man. And, like, if you haven't checked out those records, you got to. Very, very, like, it's an interesting, like, blend of, like, Danzig-inspired vocal-ish that bounces in between, like, sing-along choruses into screams right quick with pitch squeals out of everywhere, you know? Very cool. Very epic. Um... Another thing, diving into this, seeing him in all these interviews, prepping for this interview, I couldn't help but notice what, like, a disciplined, focused guy he is. And, and like, he's a man of few words, and in this conversation you get that, but, like, it's kind of like slimming the fat, only needing to say what you need to say. Um, but, yeah, this was epic. This was so cool. And the, the kind of explain about the Walmart thing, so... As this conversation goes, you're going to hear some weird, like, vocal, like, uh, like you would over the phone, like, moving around and stuff. But, like, I noticed with this one, there was a lot of moving around. And, like, at one point, he asked someone to get him some water. And then he's like, oh, we're in Walmart. And I'm like, what? So uh, we joined Doyle in Walmart. But you guys can join Doyle in a lot of dates here on the 2022 run, um, particularly my Ohio friends on April 2nd in Columbus at the King of Clubs or on April 3rd at Cleveland at the Odeon. You can see Doyle on the As We Die tour. Um, the new album, As We Die, Doyle 2, is out now on all streaming platforms. And uh, he's got a, a bunch of new stuff coming out with it. He's got a vegan protein line called Vegan Monster, um, a hot sauce, <laughs> new strings coming out, and a, a signature pickup with the signature guitar coming out, too. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it looks pretty epic. Dean's making it, so you know it's going to be metal. Um, but yeah, this was so cool, man. I grew up I grew up with my cousins, my older cousins, being really into the, into the Misfits. And they showed me all the cool things that kind of changed how I look at things. Like, they, they introduced me to Bruce Lee and the Misfits and Metallica. And uh, so I'm really excited to share... If anything, this interview with them, going out to Gary, Brad, Rick, Robbie, and Jim, Thomas, and Dan, everybody, you know, but you know, hanging out in Aunt Jane's basement, throwing pool balls around and uh, listening to Metallica and the Misfits, this is pretty rad. Um, but yeah, so there's a couple of Ohio dates. You guys got to check it out. If you're new to the show, I'm a, I'm a musician from Cleveland, Ohio. I play in a band called C-Level, Letter C-Dash. 
Sig Level has some stuff coming up. On the 29th of April, we're playing at the Beachland Ballroom with the Quasi Kings. Um, so if you're in Ohio and you're into a completely different music, but you'll find some similarities with uh, us and some punk music, um, swing by that. Also, I'm doing a solo acoustic gig uh, April 8th at um, the Beachland Tavern with Mike Pinto. So that's what we got going on. And... Um, yeah, what we're going to do before we dive into the interview, we're going to listen to a track off Doyle's new record. This is Kiss Me As We Die from Doyle off As We Die, Doyle 2. Oh! 
Kiss Me As We Die, off As We Die, Doyle 2. Yeah, right? Heavy. Super heavy. The guitar's everywhere. Those riffs are dope. He's not just down-picking that, man. So, um, yeah, we're going to join Doyle in a Walmart. I will say that that took me by surprise because uh, um, typically I like to try to dive pretty deep. And uh, you can only get so deep in a Walmart, right? We'll find out. Also, it made it kind of hard to hear. But yeah, there's a lot of cool interviews we have coming up this month on the show. We talked to a Ramon next week. And uh, after that, arguably should be a, a member from Fugazi. If it doesn't come out the following week, it's going to be the week after that. Because we might be talking to uh, some, uh, some people with some of these shows coming up here on my end. But, anywho... Um, before we uh, before we play, if you can like, review, um, rate, subscribe to one of the podcast platforms, it helps me keep talking to cool guests and sharing their insights with you, and uh, it'd be greatly appreciated, friends. Without further ado, let's go hang out with Doyle in a Walmart. Okay. Um, cool, cool. So my first question, I wanted to know how much of Doyle one, two, and possibly three and four. Or at least what bits made it onto the album that you wrote on your daughter's pink acoustic guitar? Oh God, I don't remember. <laughs> bunch of them. A bunch of them. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah, I got a my uh, my sister. She has a when growing up, she had this pink like a uh, acoustic. I think it's a Carly. Is what it was called, and like. That was always laying around the house, so I always found myself picking that guitar up, and like those, like those, like kind of kit, like the smaller guitars. I don't know, they play really well. So I found myself writing on it a lot, and it ended up taking it like all, like all around when we play out of state. I would keep it in the car, you know. So I don't know. There's like a comfort. Yeah. There's a comfort in like the kind of like a absurdity of like a small compact guitar. But um. So yeah, was, I was supposed to Daisy Rock. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Does she play? Uh, not really, no. No? Yeah, I ended up uh, retiring that uh, Pinka Carly. It's now in the classroom, and it's been thrown around a few times. Like, we had to um, screw the neck back onto it. Some kid got angry and chucked it, you know? But, um... Um, so with the process like that, like for writing with Doyle, um, you're like, you just kind of like pick up the guitar and play and whatever sticks out, you record? Yeah. I just record some riffs and put them together. Gotcha. Do you, you have know, like sometimes a... Sometimes you'll write a song in a row. Yeah? Is it more often riffs or is it more often like full thought out songs? Um, it's both sometimes. I mean, this as, as we die was written all in one shot, you know, and, uh, you know, usually I just like write riffs and I'll record them on, in my phone and, uh, say all the notes so I don't figure it out in the tunings. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, like, do you have like a, do you do like a set like time every day where you like kind of mess around on the guitar and just compile a bunch of riffs or is it just whenever? No, I just do it every day. I think there's definitely like um there's definitely a thing to like practicing creativity like that. You know, a lot of like a lot of uh, guitarists and especially like in metal I feel like really hone in on scales and like uh technique. 
but you don't really see like too much focus on creativity or practicing creativity. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't know any scale so I don't know about that world. Yeah, I think that's what I think. Uh, I don't know. Do you think um, kind of coming from a punk background, like that's why like you just hone in on making music? Um, I'm not gonna pick it up and play something I know. I'm gonna pick it up and try and write something every time. Right. So kind of like branching from like technique to a to a punk into kind of like metal realm working on like recording tunes for Doyle was there like new techniques you were learning while writing these um anything I learned I come across by myself so yeah don't <laughs> so I noticed um uh on Doyle there's a lot of like pinch harmonics yeah and they're sick <laughs> um I also noticed when you're when you're playing you're your hands, you got like a, your right hand wrapped up in tape. Yeah. Is that for like protection or is that for like just the grip of pick? Uh, I use Gorilla Smock to grip the pick. It's like a blue, it's like a pine tar or something. Was it, does that make it kind of hard to do like pinch pinch harmonics? Where in the. Uh, if it's in the wrong spot, it's uh, sometimes it's hard to move the pick while it's glued to your hand. <laughs> it doesn't move sometimes. What uh, what kind of brought about that? Was that just necessity? Yeah. So another thing I was like, kind of diving in with this. Um, it seems like, it seems like you're a very like disciplined individual, and like coming from like certain like I've heard you say in like um different interviews that um, you, you like you're expected to look like a certain way. Like you want to, you have to look like the action figure, which is pretty sick to have your own action yeah. figure. Um, is there kind of like a, this, I imagine that is like a stress from, um, from an audience and stress to live up to a thing, but is that kind of like a comfortable stress? It doesn't stress me out. It doesn't? Yeah. It's just more of like a, I gotta do it, I gotta live up to the bit type deal then. Well, it's just it's something I do anyway, so it's just part of my day. Job. Now, like, cause, like, I imagine, like, taking it like that. That's like a very disciplined, like, focused mindset. Did you, um, were you doing like a, a workout routine before you started learning to play guitar, or was that kind of a thing that followed suit after? I started about ten years old. Yeah, just out of was it? Were you playing sports, or was it just like what was going on around you? It seemed like that's what you're supposed to be. Yeah. Man, I wish I was that that health conscious as a ten year old. <laughs> but like, with with that kind of like discipline at that early of an age, like, so you, have you been doing that whole routine since you were ten until now? Yeah, forty forty eight years straight. Do you think like that routine kind of helped with learning music? Um, no. <laughs> no. I still don't know music. <laughs> but it takes a lot of discipline and focus, you know, to be able to to sit down and say, I'm going to even just putz around and try to figure something out, or especially in, like, a recording setting, you know? Well, I can't figure nothing out. I'm tone deaf. <laughs> wow, it doesn't sound like it, man. Like, I don't know. I don't think you could put together a tune like that if you're a, a project like a Doyle if you're a tone deaf. Like, those, those riffs sound good, man. Well... 
I can't figure songs out. Yeah. So, no, I can't. That's why I say the letters on the riff tape. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, is it? No, that's like, that's how I, I teach a lot of my students that way. I think that's a great, like, like one fret marker, you know what I mean? And, like, it doesn't, to some degree, it doesn't matter if you, like, know it if you're playing it because ultimately there's not too many things in life that you can do that are playing you know you got sports you can play you got music you can play and theater you can be in a play but not too many like not too many like uh passions or careers or like activities are kind of play you know after a certain age but music definitely is i I think it's bottled down you know so like um so it's kind of like in that mindset like of like recording you guys for Doyle one you built your own studio um no i recorded it in uh our factory okay like the factory you work in yeah yeah that's yeah. nice that's it's that's super diy so running it like that like was that your first time taking a project from the bottom up and seeing it all the way through, like every step of the way? Um, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, well, I mean, like I don't know, like diving into that, you can get so caught up in like getting the tone right, and like it's hard enough just to get the takes down, you know? Like that takes hours to do, and like to sit there and like really try. Yeah, to well. Well, it took me about a week to mic the amps to get it to sound the way I wanted it. You know, and yeah. as soon as my ears would be shot, I'd leave and I'd come back the next day and see what, where it was. You know, and the tracks are brutal to do. You know, it's just so unbelievable. It's so much work. No, I definitely agree. And like, I don't know, like coming from a person who just plays guitar and like writes stuff, like to comp like to to learn the whole like kind of math behind like mic placement and like my brain just doesn't work like that i need someone to be like this is what you want to do you put it there and then just ear it you know what i mean like because you can get so kind of like no i just i didn't know how to do it so i just moved them until i found the spot i wanted yeah i know there's like rules and shit but i didn't use those well, when it, when it sounds right, it sounds right, you know. Um, yep. So with the but with with this whole first one, this was or Doyle one. The whole first album was like just you guys, but on the second one, it wasn't the case, right? No, I recorded both both at the same time. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's right. Like half of Doyle two was on the first batch of Doyle one, right? No, all both albums. Were... Oh, really? We're done together. Yeah. Cause like Doyle two start that first song that kicks it off, man. That like that's like double as heavy as like some of the stuff on Doyle one, and you got layered with those like really rad backup harmonies with like um, the guest singer on it, and like it kicks off okay. and completely like this is a new batch. But some of the tunes in there kind of like riff right or like I should like chorus wise or like. Chord, chordal movement kind of remind me of like some of the stuff with from one but more like developed like when you chose what songs would go on one and two 
was it like a a particular like this batch sounds like they fit better together or was it just like what came later i just matched the songs up there kind of felt like the same of each one and just made two lists just uh, like that. Because each, both both records. Wow, man. Um, one thing I want to ask you about: uh, Are you are you in the Bruce Lee at all? Bruce Lee? Yeah. My internet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I respect him. You know, I think he did a great job. What he's doing, but no, I don't follow that. <laughs> okay. It's interesting because, like, um. What was it? I got really my cousins. They introduced me to um to Bruce Lee as a kid, and like Metallica and the Misfits. But like, so it all kind of is like, and like uh like they were the cool cousins, right? You know, and um with Bruce Lee, I got real into him later on in life, like trying to find discipline because I wasn't like, I I need to like learn that like structure, like like it just even to get a routine, like you know, like it seems like you had that right out the gate. There's like. Well, it's not something you learn. It's just something. It's something you do. Yeah. Do or do not. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. It's not like I'm gonna have a workout and a diet. I'm just gonna be on one. Mm. You know, I'm just gonna always do it. You know, you just make it part of your day. I don't do anything until I work out. That's my thing. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. Well, I think you know some people like seems like like just some people got that thing. I had to like, I had to grind my head into getting into that thing, you know? And, um, there's this bit, this Bruce Lee, like philosophy bit of like taking what you need out of a thing and disregarding does it, what doesn't matter. And like what you can't use, I think is how he right. said it. And, uh, right. it really struck me when I listened to you talk about, um, playing, uh, like, you're like, I don't play things that are hard. Because when it comes to performing them, you have to you'll get anxious about it, and I totally relate to that. And I think that's like that philosophy, like highlighted, you know, like you don't want to like do things that are exuberant just for the fact of it. You want to do things that correctly convey what you're trying to say, and like disregard what's not useful. Yeah, if I write a riff and and I can't master it, you know, with a hundred tries, I'm not fucking putting that in my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that kind of also kind of struck me with that is I heard or heard and or read in an interview that you don't get frustrated. I'm like Doyle's a Zen master. How does how do you how does that happen? Uh, I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, one can only wish. <laughs> but um, they kind of like pick your mind a little bit about like your workout routine. You use the power blocks, right? Yes. And like, are you like on tour or at home? Do you use a gym or are you mostly like a kind of dumbbell power block guy? I basically just use those. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I've been trying, I've been trying to work out my routine. All I got is dumbbells, you know? And like, I don't even got that many. That's so, all you need. Yeah. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's inspiring to hear right here. Um, do you do more of a, um, lighter weights with more reps or heavier weights with like less reps? Uh, um, I do the in between that. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, another thing I found interesting is you have a comic. So me and my, uh, me and my 
I play me and my band were all like comic nerds and my bass player to the to the next level, you know. And um and I also see you do a lot of like comic cons. What are those like like it, one I think it was the IDW Killology series that had a special with you in it. Right. Like one that's super sick. Right. How'd that come about? Uh, that's Alan Roberts uh, from Life of Agony. He, that's his comic. And that was his idea. He just said, hey, I want to do this. He showed me a picture. And I said, yeah, that's cool. When you do, do Comic-Cons, do they, uh, is it like, a, how's, the, how's that crowd? Because that's a specific crowd. Does that inter, do they interact like the same way like uh, music goers kind of do? No, they're more uh, introverted and I'd say shy you know that you know what I mean? uh, yeah. it's just you know yeah. it's just a little more ner- nerdy i guess is the word <laughs> i'm not say it as a mean thing you know i'm a fucking nerd too but you know what i mean it's still more nerdy hey you gonna pick waters up right. yeah we're in walmart <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> live from walmart that's sick um, how many Walmarts do you guys live out of, man? I bet that is like the, the one. There's a, I see the sign, I gotta take a shit. Sorry, what? That's where we shit. That's where we shit oh, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, because you can't go in the van. You can't go in the, uh, <laughs> or the bus, I mean. No. Do they, so I've heard from touring bands that you can't camp out at a Walmart anymore. Do you, has that been the case for you guys? Oh, is that right? I, well, if we you guys don't are camp doing out. It. We just pull, pull up in the morning. Oh, okay. Now we pull up in the morning, do a shopping. You know. Yeah. When um, I know I living on the living the vegan diet, right? Walmart's got a lot of stuff that seems to be suited to. Uh, they, they, well, fruits and vegetables, you know. Yeah. Oats and shit. So I also found that. That's like another interesting, like, kind of like, it seems like you find it like kind of like comfort with the, like focus and discipline in a way because, like, that's like another like factor, you know, like, have, but I mean, I guess that goes hand in hand with like a physical like routine is what you use to fuel your body. Um, and uh, I've heard the story, it's like your, uh, your girlfriend got you into it, right? Yeah. And, uh, I had a similar, similar, um, instance where, uh, a girl I was dating, she would just make all this vegan food, and, like, that's what we ate. And eventually I'm like, this is, I feel way better eating this, you know? And it tastes Well, better. it's just great food. I, I, I started because the food was so good. I couldn't believe it. Yeah? <laughs> and, like, uh, did you notice, like, uh, when you kind of fully dove into it, did you notice, like, a, a, a change in your, like, energy level or any, like, physique or any like like things that maybe you're a little more sluggish in like changed after that no no i uh i definitely got leaner yeah Did yeah that, is that like um because i know some people who are like working out like that they try to like or at least they'll do a gainers and stuff did that kind of, was that like a, a shift with that or were you never doing anything like that What's a gainer? It's like a gainer is like a it's like a protein powder that like it basically gives you more more mass to change in the muscle. It's like really heavy calorie. It's just full that 
Gainers are just full of sugar. Is that it? Okay. I'm also kind of new yeah. with it. You know what I mean? Like I've been I've been using a whey and just like isolate. You know, just something I think is the bare minimum of it. But going into that, like when you came up with your own like protein powder, like uh, is it all plant based? Yeah, it's pea protein. Pea protein, and like uh, and then because yeah. is whey is whey uh, not vegetarian? Or not vegan? Whey is made out of milk. Oh, okay, okay. Made out of milk. Got it. Um, so like when it came to like designing that, like because I know you have to kind of like take more in do you notice that like, you eat more on a vegan diet um no 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 because like when i when i was living with her we were i found myself hungry more often which was fine because there was more like good food and you didn't feel bad eating it you know it's not like ate two bags of cheetos it's kind of like you know doubling down on the good stuff but um um she went. She eventually got to the the gluten free stuff, and that really kind of messed my system up. Have you ever tried that? No, I like gluten. Yeah, yeah. Pasta and <laughs> pasta and bread's pretty rad. Oh yeah. Um, I eat a lot of both of those. Yeah, I saw um on your Instagram. It seemed like someone hooked you guys up the other day, um, with some vegan uh vegan. Oh, yeah. um, catering man yeah they always do every restaurant hits me on instagram when we pull into town and i tell them i got 12 guys got to bring enough 12 guys and they do do you have a do you have a favorite so far from the tour um well veggie grill really hooked it up so did uh monkey burger and um this ice cream place i can't think of the name right now um, kind of wanted to pick your mind about guitars a little bit. So, your first guitar was a 1965 Les Paul, right? 55. 55, okay. Very cool. That's the real deal. Did, oh, is that like why, um, because you're coming out with a custom pickup, right? Yeah, it's called the Von Frankenstein Monster. And, uh, what company are you guys do? Where are you, who are you working with with that? Uh, that's uh, gonna be a company called Von Frankenstein Music here. Oh, okay, it's your own. Wow. My, my company, uh, and uh, Sheptone Pickups, uh, Sheptone. Okay, I was doing some uh, some research on the Sheptone, and like apparently they have like a the, they go off like the blueprint of like a 1950s like like P pickup almost like they they really deck that out. Is that kind of what drew you to them because it was kind of reminiscent of your 55 Les Paul in a way? No. Uh, I know the guy who bought the company and he hit me up. He used to work at other companies that I was endorsed by. And he said, hey, you want to try my pickups in my strings? And I said, sure, I'll try them. And I said, how about we, uh, I she didn't tell me the name of the company. So I said, uh, I don't know if you've got a name for your company, but why don't we do a thing like EVH gear and I'll be the face of it and we'll do that. We got our own string line coming out. We have uh, artists, pretty high-profile artists, doing signature models. Uh, and um, yeah, and he said, "Yeah, I'd love to do that. Let's do it." So we're doing that. So, um, what type of like? So with the strings, like, 
how uh are they thick strings like what 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 about the like uh they heavier or uh we do every standard gauge there is bass strings as well and uh whatever the, the artist wants that's the gauges we make they name their own oh i see, I, see. Sets. I have three i have three sets of my own they, uh a couple of the other guys have three and two and for the different you know tunings and different bands they're in you know typically for uh, for doyle what do you, you like are you what drop tuning are you using are you in standard uh, C sharp, C and D. Okay. I was gonna say it sounded lower. Um, that's an interesting process too. Like, do you like a do you dig like the kind of elixir type thing where they're like coated and like last a while, or is it like a? Is it like no, a no. Or? Okay. No, they're nickel. Nice. One thing I was wondering was like. With a with your custom guitar that's coming out in Dean, which is super sick because that's like the guys who make the dime bag guitar. You know what I mean? Like that's a sweet that's a sweet company to be on, man. So congratulations on that. But is a is the guitar itself Thanks. kind of a heavy? Yeah, it's pretty heavy. It's uh, mahogany. Okay. Uh, it's all mahogany and uh, yeah. And the like, ones they're making for me are super heavy because their the bodies are extra thick. Yeah, the body shape's sick. Um, do you do you do you like a heavy guitar? Cause like starting on a Les Paul, that's like a heavy guitar. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Like I yeah, like. I say I'd imagine like a, a guy like you would have no problem with it, but. Um, you ever playing guitars made out of swamp ash? Uh, aren't basses usually made out of that? I think so, but uh, they're heavy, man. If you want a heavy wood, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the tone's the best, but it's, it's a, not. It's not. It's not. The, it's not. It's not the heavy. It's the sound. I need mahogany. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. No, for sound. All right. I got. I got. I got, I got another interview. All right. Hey Doyle, I really appreciate your time, and uh, thanks so much for chatting with me, man. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, brother.